The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Sneakers and cleats. The podcast. Welcome back to the Sneakers and Cleats podcast. It is Friday, September 15th. This is episode 25. It seems like I've been doing these for like three years, but it's only been like three months that we've been doing this podcast. Congratulations. <laughs> 25, 25 times is 20, a lot. 25 times. Is that silver? Should I have gotten you silver? I think so. I, believe- I mean, next time. <laughs> I guess you have a bottle of water. I mean, that I'll take. I'll take. You know? <laughs> It's the generosity, David. There you go. Uh, as always, I'm Matt Roy, joined by the one and only Cowboys Phenom. Uh, Cowboys Faithful, excuse me. God, be awesome if I was a Cowboys Yeah, yeah if you were a Phenom. You I know, would not. That, Matt, I'm going to be honest with you. I love you, but I would not be here if I was a Cowboys Phenom. <laughs> if, you know, I would like to think that you would be. I would. <laughs> Maybe I would. Maybe I would. We got David Chancellor on tap today. Uh, Don and Chuck got the day off. Zach is preparing for Friday Night Fever. And oh. no one better to talk Cowboys and UTSA football with than David Chancellor. So, David, every episode we start off with who do you think of when the epi- with the episode number? So, yeah. episode 25 today, the only person that comes to mind for me because they're so prominent is Barry Bonds. Yeah. The con- ever controversial Barry Bonds. The cheater. The <laughs> He is a cheater, yes. I mean, he should be. He should still be I, in the Hall of Fame. I mean, but. yes, the, both both of those are true. <laughs> yes, I mean, one one statement does not eliminate the other statements. He's like both are facts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he was a three time MVP before he even knew what steroids were. Yeah. So I mean, he should have been. He in the was Hall. amazing. He the only thing that the only stat that he probably wouldn't have is the home run record. Yeah, probably. I mean, like besides yeah. that, he was. Incredible. Yes. The entire time. Yes. The entire his entire he's career. He's like the he's like the Brady where it's like you could break up his career in different parts and each one of those parts yeah. is a Hall of Fame <laughs> career. Yeah, I mean he's I I loved Barry Bonds and then all the stuff with uh, did you see the documentary on Netflix about um about the steroid scandal? I haven't seen it yet. It's decent because they got the they got um what's his name? Bar the, the guy that was behind the whole steroid thing. And um, I can't think of his name. I can't now. think of his name. It starts with a B. Um, but anyway, so they got him and he, they just got him defending what he was doing the entire time. And they showed him like evidence that the people had that put him away in jail. And he's like, Yeah, that's BS. What are you talking about? Like, no, I, I, they never told me they were doing steroids. See, I never I, gave it to him. What are you just, talking about? I would rather just a guy be like, Yep, did it. I, thought, <laughs> I, I didn't understand what we were doing. I didn't think it was a problem. What do you care what I put into my body? Like, right. I, you know, th- like I'd be more down with that right he, he was very clearly like a used car salesman yeah that he yeah. was just like nah and then he was trying to sell his new brand and like him uh, trying to out people now who are doing steroids he's completely flipped like 360 degrees i'm like dude shut up you know what? i mean like you added to the documentary but still shut up right but anyway so i think of do you think of anybody else besides barry yeah, so i i uh I, I i wasn't sure what the Nothing came to mind. So i just curious. I Googled, like, famous athletes. And then I started looking around. It was, like, famous cowboys. And I couldn't really find a cowboy. And then I put famous spurs. I thought this was very interesting. So the first site that popped up, I'm not going to call out the site. <laughs> but 
first site ranked all the, you know, put all the numbers, and Jakob Pertl <laughs> came up. And I was like, huh, all right, well, no 25 comes to mind. Right off the top of my head, nobody came to mind. And then I just sort of looked some more, and then I felt ashamed for myself and the website that said Jakob Pertl because the, the correct answer for a spur is Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr oh, wore number 25. Steve Kerr, of course, I think of Steve Kerr. I think of four threes in the corner, 2006. <laughs> Suck on it, Mavericks. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that was on the way to the 2003 NBA championship. Yeah, but you don't think of Jakob Pertl? I don't think of Jakob. <laughs> I don't think of Jakob. Um, Jakob, enjoy. Where, where is Jakob now? I've, I've... He was in Toronto. All right. Well, good for him. <laughs> Uh, he's he's missed out on the uh, thanks to Jakob for not playing and the, or getting traded so that uh, the Spurs could get you know a better chance of landing Wemby. Hey, he he contributed to this team. He did. That we have right now. He did. He, yes, <laughs> he, he did. He By him leaving, well. <laughs> Wemby came. All right, so we got a big show for you today. We got uh, Cowboys talk. Aaron Ro- the against the Aaron Rodgers list Jets. Uh, we talked the allegations of discrimination by, against Jerry Jones by a former media member, the NFL Network. Touch on that briefly. Uh, talk a little bit of Longhorn football, see if they can stay hot. La- a lackluster college football slate early on in the season. And uh, talk about what Deion Sanders is doing here in college football. I talked to uh, one of his teammates yesterday, you know, uh, Goldberg up at Bernie Champion. Yeah. He played with Deion in 93 with the Falcons. Oh, oh, man, I, I don't think I remember that. Wow. Yeah, so Bill Goldberg, the WWE superstar, we we did TNL last night yeah. over at Bernie Champion. His son plays for, T- for Bernie Champion, and I was just like, we were leaving the game, and the champion just went on a walk-off uh, field goal, and I was like, I got to ask you, you played with Dion, right? He's like, I voluntarily carried his pads. Like, I wanted to carry his pads. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so I got to ask, what are you surprised at what's going on with um, – with Dion up in Colorado, he's like not even a little bit. Yeah, like, he's a, he can lead he can lead men. Yeah, he's he can motivate. He's like Dion's had this plan for ten years, so of course he wasn't going to stay at Jacksonville State or Jackson State or wherever he was. He was he's going to find a program that he loves and keep going up the ranks. And he's a leader of boys. He's a leader of men. He, people will follow him because he's a man of God and he's just a, he's a good person and all these things. And I was like. Damn, that's impressive. So here's what I don't understand about the Dion story is, um, and I don't know the name of the Colorado State head coach. Um, Jay Norvell. What, it, it's not so much the fact that he's jealous, right? Because that, that, <laughs> that, that, that's what's going on here. And I understand it, man. Like, I understand it. If I'm a coach who has grinded my way over the last 20, uh, 15, 20 years to get to be the head coach of a Division I Power 5 school, Right. And then here comes Deion Sanders, the millionaire upon millionaire. And it seemingly is easy for Deion. I would be angry, too, but I would keep my anger in the closet. I would keep my (laughs) anger when I got in the car. I wouldn't even tell my wife. All these coaches run in their mouths and this latest of like, hey, I take my hat off my sunglasses. Sure, of course you do. But it's Deion. Like, it's Deion. Yeah. Like Dion drove up in 1995 in Austin at training camp with a $30,000 golf cart for the Dallas Cowboys. The thing had a boombox thing, like a, a speaker. <laughs> and uh, I mean, come on. He's prime, man. He is prime. Like, we don't know that coach's name. You do. But nobody else knows that coach's name. Dion goes by a thousand nicknames. I mean, I get. It's stupid. It's kinda, it kind of feels like how 
every coach in the world was against Steve Spurrier when he was like, we're going to leave at six, six o'clock at night and we're not going to stay overnight and we're going to change coaching. And then he sucked and they, everyone laughed at him because he, they were happy that he sucked. Right. I feel like every, that's kind of how this is. Like Dion is changing the way that college football is operating. And this isn't what I intended to start with, but Dion is so polarizing that it's hard not to talk about him. He's changing the way, or he's at least taking how college football is working now and making it work for him. Like he's combined the transfer portal, the NIL and media deals yeah, and just completely taken a program in Colorado that has had like two good players in the last five years yeah. and made them somebody that I think this weekend Fox uh, noon kickoff is going to be there. College game day is going to be there. Pat McAfee show is going to be there. I think another, one first other take was fir there. first take was yeah. there. Yeah. Um, like everybody is up in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. For no, for, for a game for that why? means nothing. For a game that right. the, like Colorado's favored by twenty four points tomorrow. Right. Here's the thing that I don't like necessarily about the Dion story. They're there not because of Shadur Sanders or because of Travis Hunter. Yeah. They're there because of Dion, and Dion wants that. And you know. Goldberg or anybody else can talk about what a great dude Dion is, and I'm not disputing that. I don't know Dion personally, but I know Dion from covering him, and he wasn't always such a great guy to be around and a great guy to deal with. And he is about Dion, and that's okay. The thing that Dion has done in this modern day college football is he's just basically said what we've known forever. It's about the coaches and the exposure and the ego and the money. And it's all about who's going to get what and then move on to something bigger and better. We know Dion's going to leave. We know Shadour's going to leave. We know Travis Hunter will leave if he gets the chance. And they're all getting paid. But that's the difference in college football and pro football. Like In college football, this works because... The coaches are the personalities. The coaches are the mainstays. Like you, you think of a college, you usually think of a coach. You don't think of the quarterback of that team right now because you think of because it's a program. It's yeah. not. It's not a team. It's not like an entity. You know what I mean? It's not like Shadur Sanders is going to be there for ten years. He's going to be there for two. Correct. And so, like with Alabama, you think of Nick Saban. You think of right. Uh, you think of Dabo Sweeney. So, like, if Dion's there for five years, that's why they're going to say – that's why Dion is the draw. Right. Because if you make the draw around the quarterback and then two years the quarterback leaves, then there's no draw. So – I laugh, though, at the people who say, like, he'd be a great coach in the NFL. Like, he, the Jerry needs to hide. No, he would not. No, he wouldn't. That stuff doesn't work in, in the NFL. No. It doesn't – like, college rah-rah does not work. The biggest misconception, especially for – in the NBA – in a, in a playoff series, and, and I've, I've seen this, I hear this every year from Spurs fans, and I've seen this so close up close. Well, they're going to get really mad and come back and really give it to the Lakers or the Mavs or whoever they were playing. It's like, no, they're not. <laughs> nobody got home, nobody went home and got mad. It's, it's, it's all in a vacuum, and there's no sitting here motivating, you know, 25-year-old Matt Roy who's got $20 million in the bank. Matt Roy's going to do what Matt Roy wants to do. Damn right. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> Tell my wife that. Um, uh, <laughs> so let's. I got, Matt Roy's going to do what his wife wants yeah, him to that's, do. That's true. Um, so we got a little derailed just from the beginning, but let's get to UTSA. Uh, UTSA playing tonight, and just to they're hate playing it. tonight in. Yeah, hate I, I hate it. Um, they're playing tonight in the Alamo Dome against Army, and they're what I'm going to call a final tune-up game before they go to Knoxville and play the 11th ranked Tennessee Volunteers next week. Yeah. I hate Friday night football. 
Is this game on TV? I think so. Okay, why why on earth? Why what is the six o'clock start? Like what what idiot decided it was gonna be at six o'clock? It's not Jeff Trailer, right? I mean Jeff Trailer wouldn't It's on ESPN. Okay, so that's why you that that's why you take it. Yeah. Right? You take you take the six o'clock start because it's seven o'clock Eastern and that's what ESPN is giving. I think it's their first ESPN game. Like, like So you main got ESPN to. Game, you yeah. absolutely have to. But it is an absolute joke. You're not building a fan base here. They're going to have 25,000 people at most there at that game. And that's too bad because we're talking about Military City USA. And you're talking about a pretty good football program right now. But nobody's going to go down there on a 6 o'clock Friday night kick. Yeah, I mean, we have uh, like 50 college, or high school football games happening Correct. tonight. Like, and, and Friday is high school football. Yeah, and that's and that's what Jeff said earlier this week. He's like, I hate Friday night games because he's a high school football coach. He's a Texas high school Correct. football coach. And he, that's what he'll always be at heart. And so the, when these Friday night football kicks come up, he, he was asked this early in the offseason, and he was like, as soon as this schedule came out, he was like, I hate week three is going to suck. Because last week they had 49,000 fans, almost 50,000 fans in the Dome. This week they're going to have maybe half that in a game that is important. Yes. And because they're not, the offense is not playing very well right now, and they need this game to, one, tune up for Knoxville, but two, get Frank some snaps because he hasn't gotten any all year. Well, like, you know, I don't know Fra how. If Frank plays. Well, so I had the the fortune earlier in the week of, of emceeing the – Celebrity Bowlathon, and you're saying for the Salvation Army, and you're saying what in the world does that have to do with anything? Did you bowl? I did not. Oh, no. come on! But Frank Harris <laughs> was one of the celebrities, and Frank Harris showed up, and I, I don't, I'm, I'm not as intertwined uh, in a boot, right? with you guys. He's he's in a boot. Yeah, he's walking in a boot. Frank stayed there ten minutes, and then Frank left. And I have no idea. Maybe you have better, you know, inside knowledge of what Frank's done this week. But from what I saw. Four days ago, Frank's not playing a football game, I'll no matter who they're playing against. I'll tell you, I'd be surprised if he played today. So the question you're going to ask is, should he play? Absolutely not. Well, I can see it both ways. Because one of the reasons that their offense has sucked so far this year is because Frank didn't get any reps in the offseason. Frank had four surgeries on his knee. He had... Shoulder pain when he, they started training camp, as Don has has noted um, throughout our first couple of months here. Frank needs reps. He's only gotten like 30 real reps so far this year. I mean, he he wasn't able to finish or he was able to finish the Texas State game, but it seemed like his career was over when he went down in the first half. I don't even know if he should play this game because you need him for Knoxville, but I also don't know what another week's going to do for him. Like with his knee, with his shoulder, with his toe now. He's banged up, and I don't know what another week's going to do. I might even, if I was Jeff and he was he was banged up that much, I might even hold him out next week and wait for conference play because Knoxville doesn't really matter. So some interesting things that you're saying there. I'd like for everybody to go in a time machine 10 years ago and, and go to a place where the idea that you would consider benching the starting quarterback of UTSA football on a nationally televised game <laughs> Because it's for the betterment of the program. Yeah. Or the fact that you don't necessarily need your best player because you can beat 
whoever you're going to play. Like, that is mind-blowing. <laughs> Go back to 2011 and tell football fan, hey, guy, listen, we're not going to play our starting quarterback because we don't need him to beat this Division One team. What? What, what are you talking about? And, oh, by the way, when we go to Knoxville, as in Tennessee, yeah, with the checkerboard, yeah, we're not going to play him there either because it doesn't <laughs> matter because we're going to run the table in conference play. Like, that's mind-blowing. The thing that I worry about Frank is, you know, Frank is, Frank is married to injuries. His football career has been defined not by injuries, but by his sheer will of coming back from them. We saw it in high school, and we've seen it, obviously, at UTSA. And he is an absolute freaking warrior. Yeah. And that is his legacy. You know, the fact that he is, you know, one of these, uh, you know, Manning Award watch guys and all of that, that's fantastic. And that puts UTSA on a map, and it's all, you know, he's one of the reasons why they're on ESPN tonight. But but Frank's legacy goes well beyond that. Frank's legacy is this is how you build a program. These are the kind of guys that you go out and get because nobody's great five weeks into a season. Nobody's great ten weeks into a season. And in order to win football games, you got to be a warrior like Frank Harris. Frank is the most high-character person on UTS, UTSA's team, and probably it's not close. He's, he's one of the – best high character guys high energy guys team guys he's beloved by the community he's mr san antonio he is everything that this city wants to root for and he has played through so much and given so much to the program that if he was to come out tomorrow or today before the game and say you know what i just can't play anymore i think he would we would throw him the best going away party ever and when he's done it's going to be with a legacy that Everybody should aspire to. Every San Antonio kid who plays football should aspire to have. Well, he's on the Mount Rushmore of UTSA oh, football. Absolutely, he's on the Mount. Ru- he might be on the Mount Rushmore of San Antonio sports. Well, let's let's let's, young Matt. Yeah, I mean, we can't put all Spurs on the list. All right, let's bump the brakes. We can't put here. all Spurs. If you could put you put what you know one Spur on the list, you know, yeah. we'll put you put Frank on the list. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to disparage right, the guy, know, but you know, maybe, maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm prone to hyperbole. It's but fine. he is definitely, he's definitely on the UTSA Mount Rushmore. Yeah, well, yeah, he's he's where Washington's head is. Um, Interesting. What a great, what a great radio drive time question. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know. Four seven four seven six fifty four fifty four. Call, find out who the who is on the Washington face on the UTSA Mount Rushmore. I mean, by the way, who would be? I mean, if it's not Frank, who? It's not Jeff. I don't think Jeff is. People don't know Jeff as well. Well, you you need four faces. You got to have four faces. So Frank and Jeff, Marcus Davenport, Larry Coker, I, I, Larry Coker. I think there you go. Eric Souza. Uh, nah, we just came up with the four. <laughs> So that's it. We're that's just it. done. Yeah, we're, we're not. There's on. no more debate. All right. <laughs> All right. So, so we don't know if he's playing. We hope he's we don't, playing. So, yeah, we don't. You don't know. want him to play. I don't want. Uh, him do to you play. even root for UTSA? It sounds like you don't even care if they beat Army. <laughs> I don't. I don't care if they beat Army because all I care about is them getting to the conference championship game. It's not like, it's not like they're going to the natural national championship game. No. So I mean, why does this game matter? It doesn't. Well, because I still think they. Th- 
they need to win. Like they need they they need to stack wins. They need to stack wins because of what we just said earlier to start the thing. There's going to be 25,000 people there. That shouldn't be the case. If you said if you said at Texas A&M or Texas or Tech or Baylor or where, whoever, hey, you guys are going to play a Friday night game on ESPN against Army and there's going to be 25,000 people there. It would be an absolute joke. It's still an absolute joke. I realize that this school is divided into so many different... You have t-shirt fans, you have Longhorns, you have Aggies, you have all the Texas schools. So it's not just like the entire areas around UTSA. But this is a really good football program. Whether they're a good team this year or whether they're a good team right now, they're a good football program. And the fact that there will be 25,000 fans there and probably 10,000 rooting for Army is a joke. And don't get me wrong. They are a good team. They have a great defense. Like their defense, Trey Moore is phenomenal. And they have some great players on the defense. The offense has been lackluster because they haven't really had a consistent. They haven't had consistency. One at the quarterback position so far because Frank has not played well. I mean, he, he has admitted that he hasn't played well in the Houston game. He was horrible. And in the, uh, Texas State game, he was banged up. So yeah. they're going to have to get some things going on offense. I was just surprised. This point spread for tonight is at seven and a half now. It keeps dropping as people keep taking Army because no one thinks Frank's playing. I'll tell you right now, it's 10-23 Friday morning. I think Frank's going to play. I would be surprised if he doesn't and the sheer fact that it's an ESPN game and they want that national exposure and Jeff need, and Jeff needs that national exposure to get this program more money which is everything that which is half of Jeff's job right now is getting this program the NIL money and getting the investors and getting people to to invest in the program so they can get their indoor facility that's half of his battle besides coaching this team so i think that Frank will play will i be surprised if he doesn't no well from the outside looking in, it sounds like Jeff needs somebody to do some heavy lifting for him on that side. Yeah, he does. Because nobody hired Jeff Trailer to be a salesman and a pitchman. And <laughs> but here he know, is. And and I'm not saying I, that's not a criticism right. of Jeff. Oh no, absolutely not. He's doing a fantastic job. I mean, coaching a coaching a football coaching a high school football team is a 24/7 job. Coaching a Division One team that you're trying to get into a upper echelon i don't know if there's more than 24 7 but that's what jeff's got so with all of that being said i do think that they win tonight and i well yeah i think that they win i don't know what the, if they're going to cover the spread the spread was eight and a half it's now seven and a half i think they probably win by 10 in a low scoring like 24 10 game um and i would Didn't like the army beat like Lee High School last week. <laughs> 56 I think zip. they played like a D3 I think it was, school. It was Delaware State. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Directional. Whatever that is. I mean, you know, and, and that, that always feels bad, 57 right? 57 like, to 0, I think the score was. I think, like, I am not making, it sounds like I'm making fun of Army. I'm not making fun of Army. I swear to you, I'm not making fun of Army. They're just, I mean, listen, they're everything great about young people. And the fact that somebody would go to West Point and devote their life then of the next five years and more like probably 20 years to serving our country, I can never, never, ever say enough thank yous. But, but, when, it comes to <laughs> but when it comes to playing a football game, 
I mean, they're not getting the upper. This isn't the 1940s. No. So, I mean, a team like UTSA should curb stomp this team. (laughs) Such a good term. It is a great (laughs) term. Such a good term. They Uh, should curb stomp this team, and then when it's done, tell them thank you so much for your service. Absolutely. And And I think that they might. I can see this game going two ways. Uh, Hi, by the way, isn't that a isn't wouldn't that be a weird thing? Like other than other service academies, like when when they play a, a UTSA or a A and M or a Texas or anybody, and and it does not go well for Army, don't you feel bad if so you're like the when, other team? Like in week one when uh, Notre Dame did curb stomp Navy, like yeah, uh, but would they be in like forty two to three? Well, and that's like, supposed to be a rivalry, but it's yeah, like but, if you're Notre Dame and you will ever allow that to be a rivalry, that's on you, not on uh, Navy. There's no, there's not a rivalry between a hammer and a nail either. Like there's, <laughs> that's on. not a rivalry. <laughs> you, you just described the bright, the bright, best and brightest as nails. I mean. To go back to what uh, David said about them serving our country and all that stuff. Replay that. That's what I would say. I gotcha, However, yes. they, yeah. they weren't good in that game. Uh, they did give Memphis a run for their money last night, though. So Anyway, we think we think UTSA wins. Yeah, we keep getting derailed. All right, let's get to the Cowboys. So let's talk the bad first. God, I don't want to talk this. I, <laughs> I just, I am not in the mood for race talk. I, it's just. Gosh. So, Gosh. so for people who don't know, uh, Former NFL Network reporter Jim Trotter suing the NFL. He's accusing the league of refusing to address what he calls longstanding institutional discrimination and said his contract was not renewed because he uh, he repeatedly voiced concerns regarding equity and racial injustice. And for our people who don't know, the NFL owns the NFL Network. So if you're questioning the NFL on their discrimination that may or may not be going on, they might not want to resign you. Um, Jim, Jim Trotter. Yes. Also, when you go, when you come out publicly and rip your employer, they yeah. generally don't resign you yeah, as a contract. Generally, they're not very happy about that. Um, Jim Trotter also cited uh, Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones and Buffalo Bills owner Terry Pagula as making racially insensitive comments. He quotes uh, Jerry Jones as saying, "Quote: If blacks feel some kind of way, they should buy their own team and hire who they want to hire." Not a, I mean, and Jerry obviously came out and said that's simply inaccurate, um, or simply not accurate. By the and, way, we should we should we should point out, I believe, in this alleged conversation or alleged comment that that Jerry made, he apparently made it according to Jim Trotter, according to the reports, it was Jim, it was Jerry, and it was Will McClay who is black. Correct. Um, so, if you believe the and so, statements, and Jim is also black, and Jim is black, so you're you're telling me that Jerry was sitting in a room. What, I'm not. I'm just saying. You're telling me the story goes that Jerry is sitting in a room with two black men, well-respected black men within the league, and said what he allegedly said. I just is that what we're led to believe? Yeah, I can't. I, I everyone's innocent until proven guilty, and in this case, it seems pretty far-fetched. Not that because like like I like Jim. His stuff, I have no idea. I've never met him in my life. Yeah. I've had one conversation. Actually, that's not true. I met him once and had a brief conversation with him. But, and he seems fine. <laughs> but this seems a little far-fetched, even for Jerry. I mean, there's been some other things with Jerry and race and through the years. But this this seems a little far-fetched. Well, let me ask you, Matt. If the sentence was this, if Jerry said to Jim Trotter and Will McClay, 
If people feel some kind of way, they should buy their own team and hire who they want to hire. Wouldn't be an issue. Wouldn't be an issue. It's the fact that he used the word that he's allegedly used the word blacks and referred to them as such. Because no, there's not a group on the planet that likes to be lumped together. No. No, I mean, and you see the, and, and it comes in the light of like all of the hiring practices sure. and like the the lack of diversity when it comes to head coaching and offensive and defensive coordinators and getting getting up the ranks and getting to the GM level and and throughout management and you get all of that and then you have something like this and it just kind of like I understand he's trying to shed a light on it and he's trying to make change just like Stephen A always says that he's trying to do and all of these African-American people are trying to do in the league, which is awesome. They're trying to get more sure. diversity in the NFL, and I don't think anybody should should have a problem with that. However, there's certain ways that you need to do it, and there's certain things that you need to say, and Jerry is usually very politically correct um, when talking about equity and inclusion and diversity in yeah. the NFL. So I just find it really hard to believe that he would say that in the exact scenario that you laid out uh, to African-American men who are prominent in the NFL well um you know every time that Jerry has been whether it's labeled a racist or lumped into a you know a, anytime race and Jerry have been put in the same sentence many of his former players many of which are African-American have come back and defended vehemently vehemently his character, what he believes, what he's done for African Americans in pro football, um, I don't, I don't know any other. I mean, this is seems like this is one of those. Unless Jim Trotter has more than this, I don't know if this quote unquote smoking gun is enough to do anything other than just, well, this doesn't look very good. Yeah, I mean, and anybody who thinks this is going to get to like trial on for I don't think it's going to ever get to that point so it's not like Jerry's going to ever have to take a stand and swear under oath that he didn't say this or Jim Trotter's ever going to have to get to a stand and swear under oath that Jerry did say it it's just a bunch of hearsay it's not like you have a recording at this right. point right yeah you would think if if he did we'd, we'd see we it. yeah we would have seen it already so it's just I mean if if this comes out as true Jerry should of course probably be punished. I mean it's not like they're going to take his team away for this. It's not like he's Dan Snyder and has a history of of sexual abuse and harassment and all of this stuff. Yeah. I mean, he'll probably face a fine and and be suspended from the box for a couple of games, but I don't know. I, the whole thing just kind of stinks all around. Not just I mean and this is two white men talking about this discrimination well, that's, lawsuit. That's so always that's always the most awkward this. Yeah, right. Because it's like you know, well, what's the opinion? Well, what's the opinion? Everybody should be treated equal is the opinion. Of course. You know? I mean, everybody should have a valid shot. Everybody should have the same opportunity and then we both all not we both, but I mean, everybody knows that that's not true and that's unfortunate. And that should that needs to change. Not not should change. That that has that has to change in our world at all levels, whether it's pro football or politics or television or whatever it is. I don't. There's there's, but I'm going to need more from Jim Trotter than just a you know a, a quote just because you. I don't think in this day and age, or maybe you can, 
But I just don't think you can go around finger pointing racist, racist, racist. Yeah, and usually reporters will have their phones out recording the conversation so they can go back and listen to it later. So I would, I mean, if he's going to make these allegations and he doesn't have that recording, doesn't really have a leg to stand on, yeah. in my opinion. But we'll see. You know, we'll see. Let's get to the game. So Cowboys Jets. Um, was there a lot of jumping happiness on Very, Sunday? Um, I mean, because you, you went you went to sleep what at halftime? Yeah, it was uh, twenty six zip already. Game was over. Uh, game was over. Game was over ten minutes in. Um, they're dominant, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be awesome when they run the table and win seventeen games. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> I just I just think it's amazing. I you know I uh, that's um, such a Cowboys fan. It's thing so say. hard to to figure out. You know, I mean, we can knee jerk and overreact and go crazy as everybody has for you know three, four, five days. I mean, they are still limited. They still have flaws. I mean, but but so do the Chiefs and so do the Eagles. I mean, I've watched the Eagles now for a couple of weeks, and you know, they needed. I didn't think they looked that great last night against they Minnesota. Looked, they looked, I mean, that first half they were awful. The and, first quarter they were horrible. And and you know, Jalen, there are some issues obviously with AJ Brown and and uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. Well, not it's a big deal, but like. Anybody who's like, oh, that's just competitive fire. Oh, listen, if that was <laughs> if that was C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott, the world would have imploded by now. I think that A.J. Brown had a bigger problem with the game plan than he did with not catching the ball. Like, they only threw the ball 22 times, 23 times Well, that's what time. happens when you lose your Wonder Boy offensive coordinator. I mean, yeah. this, this is... They know, ran the ball 48 times last night. Right. Uh, DeAndre Swift had 28 carries. DeAndre Swift, well, yeah, who's the backup running back on this team. But they're going up against an awful defense. Yeah, and, and then an they're... awful it, defense. They're going up against a bad Vikings team that has a good offense that apparently doesn't know how to hold on to the freaking ball. Well... Who fumbled the ball four times... I think four times last night. Ended up losing three of them. That's why, that's why the Vikings lost that game. That's why the Eagles won. Not that they... The turnovers were forced, yeah. But excuse me the the Vikings just suck when it comes to not turning the ball over. Well, so but anyway, so the so, Cowboys. I think that there was there was a lot of a lot said when they won forty to zero. Yeah, is Sunday going to be forty to zero? No, probably not. No, and the, and everybody who's thinking like they're going to destroy the Jets, which I think they're going to beat the Jets pretty handily. But I'm thinking like thirty-one to ten, not forty to zip. That's not going to happen every week. Well, by the way, thirty-one to ten—that's destroying a team. I mean, you know. I mean, Zach. It's Zach Wilson. I know, but like, if you beat anybody thirty—if you beat anybody by three touchdowns, you have destroyed a team. If you beat somebody by two touchdowns in the NFL, you have destroyed a team. Look at any line on any week. Nobody's getting fourteen points. So, I. Let's see how let's see how dominant their defense is. This is what always scares me about Dallas. Because I've seen it so many times. Dallas has a great week, Dallas has a great month, Dallas has a great 3 months. And all of a sudden, there's no place I don't think in sports that when you start winning a little everybody starts getting into it and the whole town starts talking and the whole state starts talking and the whole country starts talking. 
And, you know, the whole thing about Trayvon Diggs talking about, uh, you know, don't throw the ball, and I got a new game plan for the Giants. And it's like, I just wish at some point, or Micah Parsons, and I don't care that he went on his podcast and said, you know, why was Daniel Jones in there? Well, he was right. <laughs> he is right. But why do you say it? Like, shut your mouth and play. or Because they're the Cowboys. Or maybe... Yeah, but I'm, I mean, what does that mean? It means that there's a microphone in their in, in in their face every ten seconds. This is a league worth billions of dollars. There's a microphone in front of everybody's face. <laughs> like I I don't buy that anymore. It's it's just like shut up and play. Like just be quiet and go out and destroy people. I mean. Anyway, yeah, thirty-one ten. That sounds 31, good. Thirty-one ten sounds good. <laughs> so, first and foremost, I feel I was like really looking forward to this game like five days oh, ago. Oh God, I wasn't with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I was looking forward to it. Now oh. I'm just now I, like I might not even. Oh come on! I mean, I'll watch, but it's football, so I'll watch. Like if there's a ball on a field, I'm probably gonna like, tune, turn it on for a couple of minutes. I but. don't want to see anybody get hurt. Right, but, but I'm not like I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh. You know, the, the season is ruined because Aaron Rodgers is, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has broken my heart time and time and time again. <laughs> I mean, this is, it, I By think By the way, it's... have you ever seen him in person? Aaron? Yes. No. Everything that you ever hear, like Aaron Rodgers. Actually, wait, yes, I, I have seen him in person, but yeah. I saw him play Houston on a Sunday night game one time, and I sat there in the press box from 100 yards away watching him throw the ball. It's It's like watching... Mozart or an incredible chef or an artist. I mean, he is an absolute freak of nature. Oh, absolutely. Spinning the ball. I saw him, uh, what was it? The 2020 NFC Championship game in Levi's Stadium against the Niners. I saw him, I think they lost that game. And then the Niners went to the Super Bowl and ended up losing to the Chiefs. But he's phenomenal. He's he's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's just a flick and it goes like 80 yeah. yards. He has the most arm talent. He's the, he's one of the best throwers of the football ever. Yeah. Like he, him, he Dan, and Marino, Dan and, Marino. And Elway. Yeah. Elway, Mahomes, like yeah. those yeah. four are probably just the most talented. That's people. the Mount Rushmore of throwers. Yeah. See, uh, who's the Washington though? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a great question. Four seven six ten twenty five. I need. I need. David. By the way, that's not a real number, yeah. so don't call that. People number. who are calling the number right now. I need David to come up with my rundowns from now on because he's asking a lot of really good questions. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm also. I'm gonna go with Marino on that because he was first. Well, him and Elway were first in the same draft class. Yeah. But I. I was kind of sad though. Getting back to my my point, that I was Aaron's a little sad that Aaron's not gonna play. Yeah. And I was also like, when that happened, I wasn't even watching the the Jets game because I was working and I was at like a town hall or something like that. But um, I felt bad for the Jets. Yeah, I felt so bad. It was like it would have been like last year if if Russell Wilson came out and got hurt on the fourth play of the of the season for the Broncos. All of the hype, everything that you guys were expecting, just deflates right away. And Ultimately, it would have been a good, probably would have given it a good thing for the Broncos because that season sucked last year. But and you never know if that, if that would have happened to the Jets this year if they would have you know fallen flat and Aaron would have had a bad year. But they don't even get the chance. Well, what I found, what occurs to me is that I felt bad for the Jets because I got to know them through hard knocks. Yeah. If they had not been on hard knocks, uh, 
I certainly wouldn't think about Robert Sala or any Garrett Wilson or any of those guys. I'd, I'd read the stories. They'd just be names on a screen. And I'd be like, uh, and then to kind of be like, well, I feel bad for Aaron because he's 39 and he's old and I'm old. But you know what? <laughs> he beat me a couple of times. So, you know, the hell with him. That, yeah. that would have probably been my reaction if it had yeah. been somebody else. But, you know, I mean, what? He's going to come back. He's going to go in some cave and <laughs> do whatever he does. He's going to go on another darkness Come retreat. back out and, you know, do his thing. <laughs> he had surgery. He had, like, actual surgery. He didn't go to, like, some no, I- yes. ayahuasca. <laughs> yes. It's a holistic, it wasn't some witch doctor. Holis- holistic know, medicine down in South together. America or something like that. He didn't, he actually actually went to – he was wearing a mask even. He was yeah. around his chin. Wow. But <laughs> <laughs> He didn't get a shot, though. No. They just, they just did it naturally. Uh, so – Anyway, so what do you... I'll go 24-14, 24-14. Yeah. So they still cover. The The spread's nine and a half. Um, do you... What I'm looking forward to in this game, though, because I'm lying, I'm probably going to watch it, as I always do. Um, I want to see the offense play against this defense. This Jets defense is for real. They are good. And it's a really they good... Are good. It's a really, really good test for Dak. Like, they're going to have an actual game plan. They're in a dome, so the rain's not going to bug them. They're in their home element. Yeah. There's no excuses when it comes to play calling or game plan or or maybe if if they're blowing them out but they're not going to get two touchdowns on defense or 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 a no, block kick this game no but you know as well game, as you know i do what I mean? whatever like, dak does is is going to be if he struggles which a lot of quarterbacks are going to struggle against the jets defense jets this defense year. is they're for real. really good they're, they're for real they're one of the three best probably in the league yeah, between dallas they're on the san mount francisco and, and they're also on the mount rushmore <laughs> i don't know who the fourth would be the broncos no. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, it it that we've we have we we have put this guy in ridiculous standards. He is not he is not a top five, top ten, maybe not a top maybe top 10, ten, right? And the fact that no matter what he does, he's criticized. You don't hear it from Mahomes. You don't hear it for her for Herbert. You don't hear it for Jalen Hurts. I mean, Jalen Hurts has sucked the last two games. And it's like all of a sudden it's a pass. And this guy goes out and all he does, it's, well, he didn't complete enough balls. Well, he had five drops. Well, it doesn't matter. The balls weren't thrown the right way. What does that mean? <laughs> like, I mean, the balls are thrown is the way the balls are thrown. I mean, it's just the expectations of this are, I don't know. I don't know what his critics want anymore. I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the league, but at some point, like, find a new storyline. Well, that's what comes along with being the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. You know that better than anybody. Like, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback faces more scrutiny for being an average or to above average or below average or whatever they are. Like, wherever you want to place Dak, he might. Let's just put him at ten in the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL right now, they're going to amplify that or either way, whether he's good or whether he's bad. So if Dak comes out, he throws four touchdowns, no picks and no, no turnovers at all. He doesn't fumble the ball. Cowboys win by 30. Dak's going to be the greatest quarterback in the league. Is he, is he a top five? Does he deserve a new contract? Yes, of course he deserves a new contract this week. They come out the following week and they lose by 10 and maybe he has an interception and a fumble He's going to be the worst quarterback in the league because this is because we are just built to overreact to the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys get so much pub from everybody and so much media attention because they're a ten billion dollar franchise that I get why there's all this criticism. It's on Dak to tune it out to the 
best extent that he can and not focus on the bad. Because, yes, Josh Allen has turned the ball over more than Dak Prescott in the last two years. Who cares? He plays in Buffalo. Yeah. You but, know? But but he's on the cover of Madden. <laughs> I mean, he is. He is. That, that's a fact. And 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 he's always he, – he is, he is widely considered to be the third best quarterback in the league behind Burrow and Mahomes. Because he's more phenomenal. Like, he makes the phenomenal plays. And that's why. He also makes the phenomenal mistakes. He does. So does Dak. Yeah. Well, I mean, other than last year, like other than last year, and it's already been proven. God, we we slip back into this argument. (laughs) It's already been proven. He had five or six of those picks from last year. The 17 picks are really 12 because four or five of those were drops or deflections that went up in the air. I mean – I guess you could say, I mean, it's all timing and luck. It all evens out. Let's see how he does this year. Is he 37 and 10 like he was a couple of years ago? Probably not. Is he 17 and 15 or whatever he threw last year? Probably not as well. He's the median of that, which is what? 25 and 12? If I told you your quarterback's going to get 25 and 12, you're going to have the number one defense in the NFL and. You're going to win 12 or 13 games. I'll take that. I need to be told when those 12 interceptions happen. But Well, yeah. that's true. Not all considered. <laughs> not, all, not all are equal. But you say that those those 16 interceptions were, should really be 11 or 12. They're not. They're 16. And whether that's on him, whether that's on the receivers, whether that's on the offensive coordinator, whoever it's on, it's still on deck because it's on his stat sheet. Wins and losses might not be a quarterback stab, but interceptions damn well are. Well, the good news is he told me he wouldn't throw more than 10. <laughs> I have that. I, in fact, he didn't just tell me. He told all of when us. When he throws his 11th this year. Oh, my God. I'm not even going to turn the TV oh my on. God. I mean, it's just <laughs> playing it over and over. It's going to be It's going to be everywhere. Anyway, 24 and 14, uh, 24, 14 today. 24, 14. The, all right. I'm going to go 31, 10. Yeah. Um, I think that I, I actually think that Zach Wilson will play a little bit better than what people are giving him credit for. I was going to get to the Longhorns, Wyoming, and Aggies, Louisiana, Monroe, but those two games don't matter at all because both Texas teams are probably going to kill them. The the college football slate this week sucks. Matt, I'm just going to say this. Listen, I you know I grew up in Aggie. I you asked me where do I lean? I probably lean A and M more than Texas just because I have a family history with A and M, but I've covered Texas for so long and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. That said, they the Aggies owe Jimbo Fisher $77 million uh, from here on out, whether he, they keep him, the, whatever. What I mean, a life. They, they owe him that no matter what. Like, no matter what. He's not the guy. No. And they got to eat that $77 million. I have no. Like, you got to, you got to, if you are, those oil dudes got to say, you know what? This ain't it. I have no idea how he won a national championship in, in Florida State. I have with Jameis. Like I have zero clue how that happened because I don't like Jim Fisher as a coach. Not d- don't like. I don't believe in Jim Fisher as a coach. It's weird that you call him Jim and not Jimbo. Yeah, I don't know why I did that either. It's weird. I've, I haven't gotten a lot of sleep. I, in the last you know 24 what? He hours, does guys. not look like a Jim. He is He's not. <laughs> he is. He, he is not a Jim. He is a Jimbo. Well, once you hear him talk, then you really know by, he's a Jimbo. By the way, I believe Jimbo is one of four active coaches that has won a national championship, which by my count would put him on a Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I just saw on my uh, – I just got a notification 
wrapping it all the way back to Deion Sanders. Um, notification on Twitter that Deion Sanders gave every Buffs player a pair of his signature sunglasses after Jay Norvell's comments, and they're nice. all going to wear them on the sideline. Nice. <laughs> if I was this Buffs student section, I would have a hat and sunglasses on the entire time, and yeah. I would stand right behind Jay Norvell. Uh, guys like Jay Norvell are making me root for Dion. Just, just, just out of the sheer stupidity. Yeah, that's fair. Well, let's get uh, David's got a show to do, so let's get him out of here. Uh, that's all we got for you today. Heck of a weekend for our Texas football teams. We'll be back on Monday with all the happenings from the weekend. Don and Chuck uh, will be back as always, and I will all overreact. Don will be the wet blanket as usual. And uh, Chuck will be told what a QR code is. So that's good. Uh, but we also have a treat because Madison played Churchill this week. Oh, yeah. The two uh, Chuck and Don's alumni. Oh, yeah. Churchill won. Nice. Go so Chuck will be singing Churchill's fight song mm. on Monday. Go, so. you mighty chargers. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> you, should, you can just that, do it right now for us if all, you really want. That's all I know. <laughs> that's, all, that's all my leave volunteer will allow me to sing. <laughs> all right, deal. I got to go to that game tonight. Lee's playing uh, Brandeis. Oh. Might, might not be good. Might not um, be yeah, re remember, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Please download, rate, review, subscribe. Give us some feedback. Feedback is a gift. We will see you right here on Monday on the Sneakers and Cleats podcast. Have a good weekend and go runners.